Today's Daily DVR Dives into Big Little Lies is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. From July 26th to July 31st, it's Harry Potter's birthday, baby. 20% off sale code POTTER20. Go to Cufflinks.com today and get all that awesome Harry Potter stuff. You know you like it. You know you want it. You want to elevate your style when you walk outside in the morning, and you can do that with Harry Potter. Which house are you? Are you Hufflepuffles or Clanglinglings? That's all. That's what I know. <laughs> no, actually, I love Harry Potter, but I never filled out one of those things. Maybe I will. Go to cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Use code Potter20. Welcome back to Daily DVR Does Big Little Lies Season 2. My name is Axel. My co-host, of course, is Jenny. And you can find out more about us at DVRpodcast.com. Consider becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash DVR. Today, we're going to talk about the season finale. Season 2, Episode 7 of Big Little Lies, entitled I Want to Know. Directed maybe by Andrea Arnold and written by David E. Kelly. Send your feedback to DVRpodcast at gmail.com. Now, we're going to go one more week. Give us a review for this episode, too. Give us a review on iTunes, and DJ Tim Hines will send you out a Blu-ray. I'm going to announce that on Daily DVR. So you got to go over there and subscribe to Daily DVR, but someone is going to win that Blu-ray. Trust me, it's going out. DJ's got it, and we appreciate all the reviews. Also, go over and find our Veronica Mars feed. Ken and I, we reviewed everything up to season four, the movie, the first three seasons. And we're going to start on season four very soon. It's already on Hulu. So go and watch it and listen to our Veronica Mars podcast. That's all I got for my opening. Jenny, how you doing? I am doing great. How are you? I am doing good. I'm ready to talk about the finale. Let's just get, we talked a little bit before. We might be a little more meandering this episode. It is the finale. We got some feelings. And even in your notes, yeah, you opened up with a long treatise. I did. Uh, What do you got? What did you think of this episode? Well, initially, I think my text to you said, uh, I know you probably haven't watched yet, uh, but I thought it was amazing or something along those lines. And then I started mulling it over a little more and I have more mixed feelings about it. How about you? I feel the same exact way. Um, When it initially ended, I was a little let down. I felt like um, there was just a lot of hanging chads as there are, you know, that I felt that what, there was a lot of things that were themes even that were started that we discussed throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, some were definitely put to rest and, and came to fruition. Some seem truncated. Um, a lot seem truncated actually to me. And in general, yes. I, f- again, it was the acting that carried the day. And it was these Mm -hmm. women that carried the day. So I was happy because I had just watched masterful performances, especially by Laura Dern and Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman in this episode. Mm -hmm. But I did feel a little bit like, am I being influenced by knowing about this production problems or whatever? (laughs) And I was like, you know what? Even if I didn't know that. I would feel that way. Um, and you bring up some stuff in the notes. So, I mean, you talked about some stuff that you felt was just like, what happened to all this stuff, right? Right. So I, I guess I felt like um, some of the things they did, they did specifically just to get us to the ending that they got us to. Um, but there were so many of those hanging chads, as you mentioned, and it's just random because like, not that Nathan was a huge, huge part of season one, but like, I feel like he was an actual character who you kind of knew a little bit about. Yeah. And this, I feel like they could have filmed this whole season with like a cardboard cutout of him in it. <laughs> where he, where they just throw it at Ed as he walks by. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's not even, it's not the actor's performance per se. It's just that he had absolutely no fucking story. Yeah. In every scene he was in, he didn't even need to be there. I, I, I mean, it was that. So yeah. 
And then um, <laughs> there was a lot of stuff. Like, why did they start off with the the college stuff with Abigail again? Which I questioned that from the start because I was like, they dealt with this last season. Like, I feel like Madeline should know that she's not interested in going to college. And then it went nowhere. And then like the little digs with the principal and the people at the school with Madeline at the very beginning. And it went nowhere. The teacher, and the, the new, new teacher, teacher yeah. the new teacher that we thought might've been a, a, an undercover or something, you know, that was like one of the theories we threw out there. It, it, it went nowhere. <laughs> and um, even the stuff with, with Bonnie and her mom, with all the, the mystic mysticism, whatever it is uh, with the visions and everything. And, and the little talismans, it, it went nowhere. All the stuff with the water, it went nowhere. <laughs> Why did they drive over that bridge a thousand times? It went nowhere. Uh, well, I have, see, I agree with some of it. And I still so, enjoyed it. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I'm I sorry know, for like sounding like Miss Negative Nelly or no, whatever. No, you got to be honest. But it's, just, but it's just weird to me. Like, why did they bring all this stuff in when they could have given us just more of the main stories without the weird background stuff? Yeah. Like, yeah. You brought up other good stuff, which I want to get to. What was the point of the thing with Ed and Tori, right? It didn't go, right? Mm-hmm. Qu- Quinlan. Why mm-hmm. was she there? It the they did that whole part of the of the court where they talked about Perry's death and Quinlan was there, but then she's just not even really in this episode. I mean, obviously no. in the end they go and they hand themselves over, which I will talk about and I thought Right, but she wasn't even there. Exactly. I mean, like she we didn't wasn't even a see part her. of that either. Yes, right. There was no thing that like I'm sitting there during it saying to my wife and I said, I think I said it to you last week. Oh, I think, I think Bonnie already told her, you know, there, none of that kind of came through. That was all yeah, really just yeah. in her mind. Mm-hmm. Now, some of the stuff, the water, the bridge, I do find thematic elements of, they keep on crossing this bridge um, and, and they finally cross the bridge of, t- of not living so that's the like lie. Your film, that's kind of like your film kind of knowledge yes. you're bringing there because yeah. like I wouldn't look at it necessarily that way, but I always like to hear you talk about it because I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense then. I'm yeah, sorry the- that Perry's theory didn't pan out though. <laughs> Me too. I totally thought. And they, they definitely – I think that something that I did pick up on in this episode and that it made me reflect on this season and it has to do with all of these things we're talking about, these kind of strings, is that they – I think there was a little bit of purposeful red herrings put out there and kind of hints towards a different show that it could be. If you look back at season one, they would sometimes act like they were veering in a certain direction, but then it would kind of, it would stay along the big little lies. Like for instance, when Bonnie was driving to the police station at the end, I am not the only one because my wife thought so too. It looked like she was falling asleep and she might crash. Yes, I thought so too. I I thought maybe she's going to go off the bridge finally. Right, and when they had shown Mary Louise driving, and, and, and you know she's distraught, and then shortly after that, because that was another one of their series of real quick shot, quick scenes put together, and um, I thought maybe Bonnie and, and Mary Louise would crash into each other, and one <laughs> or both of them were going to die. Yes, I mean I really did. Yep. I thought that for a moment, and they did do a little they bit of a posted f- that in the Facebook spoiler thread oh yeah they did do that and thanks everyone on the facebook page for chiming in because that informs this talk too because people had a similar reaction you know Mm -hmm. um i think that was a people enjoyed but there was a lot of people who commented um that they felt that it was a lot of things that were kind of built up i wanted to say real quick um a lot of things that were built up that didn't finish out. They played it with us when, when, um, when Nicole Kidman and the boys were driving in for the final, final confrontation, 
They stayed in that car in a way to make you seem like maybe something was going to happen or, you know what? It was just like a nervous energy. So that's why I do, I will give credit. I often am very optimistic and I often will, um, will test the limits of theme in, in film and TV because I want, cause I like discussing it. Um, so I think that you can tie some threads to them having some red herrings and this being a kind of theme through the show, which is like, they're lying to you, you know, like it's called big little lies. And in this episode, Renata True. says, I can't do the lies anymore. And Bonnie's like, I can't lie anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And what is, and, and, and what is, um, what is, uh, what do we end up seeing in the courtroom, but actual video of the abuse, right? Like we can't mm-hmm. lie anymore. So there's a theme there. The water stuff is kind of like you're drowning in your own lies. I get all that, but I'm going to agree with you after saying all that. Definitely. <laughs> this does not all work. I was not expecting you to say that. <laughs> yeah, that I know. Right. Was. I was like, what? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. No, I, I, I it, was going with you. I was yeah. like, okay, that's logical. That makes sense. <laughs> but it definitely doesn't all work. There is, there is a lot that you can tell just didn't translate, you know, and, and didn't really, it, it, instead of it being stuff that fills out the empty spaces and makes this a more vibrant and interesting season, it unfortunately, even the Corey Jane relationship, right? We, we, I mean, they get back and they have sex and that's nice. And we find a happiness there. But then when you think about everything they went through, it's like, what was really the point of having him talk to the cops? <laughs> right? Like that was, right. that was just like a soap opera type yeah. thing that they threw in there. And that mm-hmm. was a huge reveal at the end of an episode towards the end of the season. Yeah. That wasn't a little reveal. So, no. um, there, I definitely will have to say that this episode left me a little flat. It doesn't take away at all from the master class of acting that went on this season. Right. But I think story and plot wise and knowing what we know about problems that they had in production as far as just the technical aspects of communication and editing, um, it definitely you could tell in this episode. Yeah, it it it, it left me feeling um, a little lukewarm. <laughs> yeah, it didn't wrap the, even the thematic elements of the water and everything like that. There wasn't a grand visual statement to link all of that so strongly as we got in season one. I will agree with you there. You know? I, I feel like the Ed and Nathan and Ed and Tori, all of that could have been cut and they could have given us some more something else. Even hey. if it's more of Bonnie and the mysticism, because I found that to be interesting. <laughs> Taking a little break to remind you again, it's Harry Potter's birthday. So go to cufflinks.com slash DVR and use code Potter20 from July 26th to the 31st, and you'll get 20% off your Harry Potter order. Harry Potter. I love it. I love Harry Potter. They have such a go over to cufflinks.com and just look. That's what I ask you. Take a look at what they have. Guaranteed you're going to want something. And then you're going to use the 20% off sale code Potter20 to get it. So go to cufflinks.com slash DVR and use code Potter20 today. So when Bonnie takes the um, stuff in and puts it on um, Sky's night table there, the the bone and the feather and the crystal. I think that the reason that she's doing it is because, um, well, initially I w- wondered, I was like, why is she doing that? It's just, she's going to, to, well, when I had seen the whole episode, I was thinking that, you know, she went to turn herself in or whatever, but nothing's, and then I was like, oh, she probably is assuming that they're going to arrest her and she's going to jail. So I feel like she left those talismans as um, some kind of protection for, for sky because she's, she thinks she's going to be away for a while. I, I agree. And I think that that's a nice little touch, right. 
to say, mm-hmm. okay, Bonnie now has come to some sort of acceptance of her mother, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the, and, and she's not yeah. fighting against that anymore. And I thought that that was a nice little touch, but I also felt it was just that. It was like a tiny little touch for something that they had like pounded us over the head with. And, and never fully explained, yeah, not even close to. Like, I just felt that I was open to it, right? I was ready. I was opening myself to the show to allow that a little more mystery, right? A little more of that about something that would happen. Um, but it didn't, it, it just didn't happen. And I don't know. I wanted to know, like, if that practice whatever it was was somehow tied into the abuse that she suffered but it seems like the abuse was i mean probably largely triggered by her mother drinking because that seemed like at the beginning of the season that was a prior issue that's interesting and isn't um, that interesting jenny because there's a lot of people who there who are involved in either a religious belief or spiritual practice or group right and mm-hmm. they're just bad it's not the th- it's not that thing that made them bad and as a kid or as you know what i mean like you can fe- you can like blame the organization instead of the mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. and maybe that's a way of bonnie kind of like saying no, because she always had that kind of edge to her, right? The yoga, the the class of everyone yelling or I think breathing, part of you know? that, though, because she said in her um, her little confessional to her mother last week, uh, one of the things she said was um, that I always want to beat the shit out of everybody yeah. or something like that. Yep. So because, you know, she said, I blame you for making me feel like I want to beat the shit out of everybody. And so I feel like she probably has purposefully put herself into, you know, the the yoga practice and whatever belief system she utilizes because she needs that to offset the rage that's burning Mm. inside her that she can't you know, she has to keep a handle on or whatever. You know what I mean? Very eloquent. I totally agree with you. And I loved that part of this episode. I loved this stuff. And I think that Zoe Kravitz did an amazing job this season. And she really did step up in the same way her husband disappeared. She stepped up and the stuff with them. That's why I wanted, I liked it, but I, I just felt that, you know, I don't know. It just like I said, I can't explain why it felt a little flat, but it doesn't take away from her acting too. And the dreamlike quality and that part where she was taking out the pillow and you think she's going to kill her mom, you know? Right, and because right. of the weird editing, they had showed that last episode and this episode. And then you're starting to think like, are they playing with time somehow? And it's just like, it's almost as if their ambitions were greater then what the the acting and the and the, the the ambition was great but the but it just didn't all come together this season um it's in this episode for me at least but right. i like the final decision that the women made how did that sit with you with the turning themselves in and yeah. Yeah, I I thought it was great. I mean, that was probably why I came away from it initially being really happy about it because I was like, good. (laughs) Like, because I'm a person who is all about the honesty. Like, I will, I I will go out of my way to not tell lies. I just won't say anything rather than lie to someone because I don't want to have to keep shit straight. So like, this makes me a little anxious. Like you just keep on lying. How are you living your life like that? I can understand why Bonnie was feeling the way she was the whole time and why it was like wrecking all of their lives. I mean, your your lives your worlds are spiraling your your unra- your life is unraveling and 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 a big part of that is because this lie has taken so much precedence over everything else in your life yeah i i agree i agree but i i there's one caveat um <laughs> and the caveat i have is we had been we had 
the show the show showed us how the criminal justice system can kind of be abused, right? But in the end, the right person won, and that is the case over the kids, right? Well, I will have to argue one little point. Okay, what's that? Of semantics, <laughs> um, it's not criminal justice. Oh, okay, you're right. Crim- you're right. It's not criminal. <laughs> the uh, civil the court. Ju- I should have said the judicial system. Maybe I should have just said. I'm not trying judicial. to be pedantic. <laughs> when you said that, all of a sudden I heard the Law and Order. <laughs> <laughs> I heard like, da-dum. maybe that's because I was just talking to Heath, but I was like, and Jenny says, da-da-dum. that's not the criminal justice system, Axel. Get it right, tough guy. Um, mansplain that, partner. Uh, I, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I always, when I watch TV and people hand themselves over to the cops, I'm always like, wait, just tell your friends and family. That part will be at the court. <laughs> yeah, like you don't know how this is going to turn out. Like I feel like don't I feel go, like they don't did, do that. Well, I feel like Bonnie at least did. I yeah. feel like she yes. told yes. her dad and yep. Nathan because Nathan knew she was going. So he's like, at least let me drive you. Thank he you. Said. So they, I'm pretty sure she had told them, and that like maybe just had told them that day. You know, yeah. after she confessed everything else to Nathan about not loving him. And I was surprised he was having... still there. I was like, yo, Nathan's showing up. Um, <laughs> but thank you for saying that, Jenny, because it was that scene that really made me think that, that um, I, I just have, I just get worried and, you know, just I, when I'm watching anything and like all five of those women are going to walk in there and they're going to end up with some charges and it's just going to be a, it's not, it's not going to do them any better to tell the cops. The thing they really need to do is tell everyone they love. So for me, that's what I, that's where I thought this show lost its themes and that's where it kind of disappointed me because I, if the last scene was not them going to the cops, but them all gathering with all the families, the entire cast, except for Mary Louise, fuck her, <laughs> um, including Corey, everybody, right? And the women right. stand up and then Bonnie steps forward and says, we brought you all here to tell you something. And then we get a kind of almost, we get the water and we get this flashbacks to the initial scene of them hectically figuring out what's going to happen. And instead they're strongly standing up there telling the truth and you see their, their audience, you know, you see their family like crying and, but then, you know, some of them, you know, like we flash forward and they're pleading, I'm writing this as I'm saying it. And then you could have wrapped all those. It could have existed in a different plane, kind of, rather than they just all go tell the cops they did it. Yeah, I I like your ending better. <laughs> you know, because you could have th- you could have wrapped all those elements, and maybe there's a mystical element to it too. And you see the force ghost of Bonnie's mom standing in the background, or you know. <laughs> And Perry too, right? And then Perry like waves, no, and, and, and you know, no, and Celeste gives him the finger. No, He's Celeste gives him hell. the finger. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a good thing. I wasn't ending it good for him. And then right, and Mary Louise like is drowning in the ocean in the background. Okay, it's getting a little crazy there, but you see what I mean? That um, it 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 appeared though I was. I think that that fits that this show called Big Little Lies should end with them telling the truth, right? Mm-hmm. I just think what this season showed and I guess us. that's really why I think that there's not going to be another yeah, season. Yeah, no, there's, yeah. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Yeah. I, I will, I'll just finish just quickly to say is this season showed this whole court thing and how bad it could have went and how bad it was to involve the law in personal matters, Right. Mm-hmm. And then we end by them involving the law in their personal matters. So I just felt that that was a letdown to me. Um, but that's why I love like no spoilers for the 25th hour, but something along that line where it's more of a question of what they did. Right. 
Like mm-hmm. if we had if we had seen them all gathering and all walking, but the shot of them walking into the cop station wasn't there. Police station wasn't there. We just saw them walking together and then it ended. And we were left to think, did they turn themselves in? Right. And now I'm just doing fanfic, but I don't think there's going to be, let's talk about that. You mentioned it. I don't think there's going to be a third season of this show, but there might be. I don't see any need for it. <laughs> Jenny has spoken. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, I mean, can you picture anything? What, what are they going to, what no, are they going to make no, it about no. Axel? No, they should. Like, I, no. I, if they had I ended agree. it, in some, I don't know how they would have ended it, but like, yeah, yeah, it's I worth it. If it, Bonnie and Mary Louise wound up dead, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if I was still waiting, I have to tell you that when they showed Mary Louise driving, and then it was a little dreamy, but then they showed the sign that she was going to San Francisco, going back home. Mm-hmm. I was hoping maybe she'd go off the bridge, you know, or like... I, I was digging that. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted... I, I can't help but to feel that the element of the mystery, the death, the who done it that that was, I feel, actually a part that I, in the end, throughout the season, I've kind of changed. Throughout the season, I was, I was like, oh, I'm glad they didn't do that. We're just with the characters. Now that I look back and I'm thinking, maybe that would have been interesting. My initial idea I had in our preview pod of Mary Louise dying at the end of the first episode. And then we kind of figure out who did it. (laughs) I didn't even remember that. I can remember that. (laughs) Because I keep on thinking about it. That's what I thought was going to happen. But I just think that um, in the end, um, we did get some resolutions that were at least satisfying along the lines of the family part. Why don't maybe we mm-hmm. could talk a little bit. What did you think about the resolution of Renata and Gordon and her destroying his beautiful train set? <laughs> Man. Oh, he was so fucking delusional. Like he's all excited <laughs> talking about they, they, let him keep the money and the trains because they want him to basically be the curator or some shit. Who's, who's going to take better care of him? And he's all excited. And she's like, I lost all my shit and you get to keep your fucking toys. She just went into a rage and grabbed the bats. That was fantastic, man. I was so, yeah, I, I should not be, rooting for her violence. I I don't think she intended to hit him. I think she was swinging for something else and he had moved into the line of fire. I don't think she intentionally hit him, but I was not sad to see him get hit with the bat. No, me me neither. (laughs) And they, they choreographed that really well too, right? Mm -hmm. Like he kind of tries to block it and she gets him in the stuff and he's like, Oh, she, oh man, that was, oh man, that was really hard for me because I'm, I am such a dork for that <laughs> shit. And I would have just been like, please don't, if I was like a PA on, I could just imagine myself being like, oh, you're not going to, th- I'll, I'll, I'll take what's left. I'll try to, I'll try to fix it. It was, but for the character, it was great. It was a long time coming. I mean, if you think about the whole season, it's like, you know, she gets the big, magazine right mm-hmm. soon after that we find out uh, the F- the fbi raid then mm-hmm. they lose everything it's mm-hmm. you're getting worse the, the birthday she, party still she made goes the, on yeah remember she out on the deck um that at what that one point when uh, madeline was smoking <laughs> do you remember that scene yeah yeah um and renata had come out and she was saying all this stuff about you know we stay we stay we stay it yep. doesn't matter what they do to us but guess what in the end she didn't That's and true. good on her because he's not he's made it clear that she, he's not worth the effort that she has put in yeah i mean you're absolutely that was great that you brought that up because you think why did she i mean it was enough the way he was acting before she even found out what was going on right Mm -hmm. where we saw his comment about the nanny i mean he deserved the fucking batman 
<laughs> that's when she flew he couldn't off help the handle because he, he has to have a little bit of that power you know what i mean and oh, try to act like up. and it's somehow her fault you know and mm-hmm. uh I think that that was great acting. The scene was amazing. I can get past or destroy. It was amazing. You <laughs> knew it was going to happen too. Like that was like Chekhov's bat. In that, well, remember we talked about that in the first episode we did. We said, what's up with that bat? I thought he was going to do something with that bat. And here it is. Now that bat has come into play. And I guess they, I guess she can just take that money and screw him but she did like she she still didn't leave after the uh nanny like i when when they were still in a scene together after that i was like what the hell so it was it was a natural conclusion our man (laughs) yeah but again too just to look at it overall in the show did that have so much to do with what went on in the show Mm, not not too much you know i guess he was a he was a big little liar you know but it didn't have too much relevance he all the stuff that i thought maybe he was like involved with perry's oh yeah, yeah remember all that yeah <laughs> yeah you keep reminding me of all these things <laughs> i remember when <laughs> we I said, talked about so much shit so many I times i'm like i i my brain is full i know Axel. i know let's talk about um uh ed uh, Ed and Madeline go doing their renewing their vows. When what was with the fucking boxing? I scenes? was just gonna say that. <laughs> I don't get it. Is this like supposed to make us think he's some manly man? That's now? what I was gonna say. I was gonna say when you see him. Did I read and, your mind. Yeah, I was gonna say when you see him, and the first two times, all he is is in the background boxing. Um, and then he makes this Bizarre. big statement. It was, I don't know, honestly, um, my wife and I were cracking up because we always joke about have about renewing our vows. Like that's kind of our joke. Like, because it goes back to when we used to watch uh, Housewives of um, Beverly Hills and I, I think can't it was the reality shit you. Watch. I know. It, I think it was season <laughs> one or two where Vicky renewed her vows. Yeah, I would know nothing. And everybody on the show. Episode. But it's like, look, if somebody, you know, if somebody renews their vows, somebody cheated. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know that. <laughs> like, that's the only For reason really? people renew. Whenever that, I'm sorry. This is what. See, Perry no, and I, I always never, joke I about. Never this. really thought that. Yes. I, it never occurred to me. I mean, I don't so know that. Many I will pe- take your word for it. <laughs> I don't know that many people that have renewed their vows, but whenever in like TV or whenever I even hear it, the first thing I think is, oh, somebody fucked up. Like, this is not, you don't renew your vow. Like, it's kind of like a joke. So I found this to be actually. So you and Perry joke about renewing your vows? <laughs> no, just like, you know, it's like we might joke. Be like, uh oh, honey, that, you joke you know, about the joke. we might have to yeah, renew right. our vows. Yes, you know? I get you. Um, but I just didn't buy this. I have to be honest with you. Um, I, I, it was a little saccharine. Yeah. I felt it was kind of ham handed and I, maybe it was just that Madeline did show us a side of herself last episode, jumping around in the wedding dress. And he even makes reference to that. Mm -hmm. Um, but and maybe she was just waiting around for him to kind of take charge, you know? But I don't know how long it would even last. You know what I mean? That's like projecting to a season three. I could see it them being a good couple. But from what we've seen so far, Ed does seem prone to get on these jags and then just go back to sitting behind the computer again. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I... I don't even know what to say about them. Like I said, I, it was a little sweet, um, like extra sweet. And I didn't get the whole boxing thing other than, okay, is this like, again, ham handed, like you said, was, trying to, yeah. oh, he's turned manly. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, tur- he, or he's focusing his aggression. You know, maybe he's, I mean, I don't know if I had to look upon it in a more positive way, I'd say it shows that. Instead how, of fighting how, how Nathan, span, he's fighting that. How long a span do you think this season uh, 
covered. Like we talked about how long a span we thought the last season covered and we thought it was a month to two months, I believe. I don't know. I would say roughly, I mean, these past two episodes have taken place over the matter of a couple of days, three or four days, right? So sometimes, well, court to get to court usually takes some time. And then if most of the, I don't know about like, this world, I think though, that right? that's unrealistic. Yeah. Because they're like, we'll come back tomorrow with da, 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 da. Yeah. So the, I think once they got to court, um, they went the first couple of times and then they had to, you know, see the shrink and, and do the whatnot in between. So that probably took at least a month. Before they would have gone back to court. Yeah, I don't know if they really. I don't know that they really. Now tell again, us, but I in don't the think same that respect, it would have been. But how how long do you think the rest of the stuff seemed to take? That's what I I'm see, saying. Because yes, the body's like mom wasn't in there for months, right? Like, I think other things happen more quickly. So I don't. I I would have to say that. Well, well, she when she had the thing that was at the birthday party. And Celeste had already gone for her first bout of court. And, and Elizabeth could have been in the hospital for a few weeks. I mean, she had a stroke. True, true, true. That's true. And You're she right. was on. Un- right. So, I mean, she could have been there for at least a month. Hmm. I, I, I think that we're just guessing. There's no way to know. Right. Unlike last season where. No, I just wondered because a- the reason I guess the reason I was asking this <laughs> was because like, for example, Ed. He finds out at the beginning of the season that Madeline has cheated on him. He's very angry and feels very betrayed. And then a month later, he's like renewing his wedding vows with her. Like he got over being that angry that quickly. Like, again, not realistic. No, but remember there was a time jump. But how big a time jump? Oh, you're right, because he didn't That's find out until this season. You're right. No. That wasn't something that happened before the time. You're absolutely right. I forgot about that. I think it's hard to tell. And I think, yeah, I mean, I guess overall, the reason why I found it, um, why I found it a little like ham-handed was because Madeline seemed to have so little to part of it other than, oh, okay. You know, and that really is not her character. Mm -mm. So maybe that's the point, though, that she's finally relenting and letting him take charge. Like she kept on pestering him. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? You know, and then he and even in the way he's like, let's sit down over here. You know, he was kind of taking charge and she was maybe backing up a little bit. So but to me, that's more like role playing than really changing you right, know? because she's not changed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean she's well, just being maybe after jail because she feels bad. <laughs> maybe after. I don't think that <laughs> I don't think that most of them will go to jail. Oh no! I just figured out what season three is. Oh, Bonnie no. goes to jail and no one else does. Yeah, no, that's it's like... how our criminal justice <laughs> court works. Well, yeah, uh, uh, that's not what I'm laughing at, but that is true. Um, but I was just going to thinking it could be like. Um, what is it like big little is the new black or something where like they're all in jail together. And then Mary Louise commits a crime on purpose to get sent to jail so she can then get in with the really bad person in jail who runs the gang. And then they take out Bonnie, you know, like that could be season three. No, that could be pretty fun. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit about the kids. Oh, goodness. They were hardly in this stupid show this season. Yeah. Not a lot of the kids stuff, um, but at least in this episode, we got a little bit of Ziggy and we got a little bit of, uh, I think, uh, Chloe, right? We had a A little little theme with Madeline and Chloe and with Chloe and Abigail. Uh, Yeah. But not really, not much to say about the kids. Obviously... The boys go back to their mom. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you? Let's talk about the whole the whole uh, hearing here. What was your overall impressions of it? 
Were you surprised the way it turned out? Her using the videotape. Um, what, 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 how did you feel this went? Um, so I thought that it was, I, I mean, like they showed at the beginning of court, they um, showed the quick montage with her, like remembering talking to Perry about uh, what had happened when um, his mother had crashed and his brother had died. And um, what did you think about that actress that they used to play young Mary Louise? I mean, you didn't really get any full on shots of her, but I mean, she didn't really look like real young Meryl Streep because we know what young Meryl Streep looked like. But like, I was like, oh, that's a good representation. And then they used, you know, Meryl Streep's voice to do the little voiceover when she was saying, you know, uh, look what you made me do and all that. Yeah, that threw me a little bit, but I was... Because, and it was just one of those quick, yeah. quick montages. Yeah. So it was like, what? What What just happened? <laughs> Who was that kid in the car? I, I liked, though, I really liked that they brought that stuff back because it was a little bit of her own medicine, right? Mm-hmm. Like stuff you like using, a, and it showed... Because that's how Celeste got her yeah. off yeah. balance. Yep. Yeah. I mean, not that Mary Louise wasn't off balance to begin with, because, you know, that there was the early scene with her attorney where he's telling her, answer the questions and offer nothing else. And she gets up there and just starts talking. <laughs> <laughs> Which you knew was going to happen. Right. right. Yeah. And I thought that um, I was under the impression that the judge, I never got the impression, I should say, through the. This episode, last episode, I did a little bit, but I got the impression that the judge was totally had figured out Mary Louise. I I think that she had at least somewhat figured her out, saw saw through her, her little. uh, That's why I never thought like throughout the whole thing, I thought that they, you know, Celeste was going to get the kids. I thought that she, I just, it didn't really, it didn't. There was not much drama there for me in in the last second there was because, you know, you never know. And then they did like a little bit of break where she talks to them. But um, I, I really thought she was going to get the kids throughout the entire thing. But you're absolutely right. Mary Louise just starts talking. And I like the way I think Celeste, she was right. She should have been her own lawyer from the beginning. Mm-hmm. She kept it together really yeah. well. Yep. She did Even fantastic. when she like laid into Mary Louise's order or order, order lawyer, I don't know where order came from. Order in the um, court. When she laid into him, and uh, the judge was like, "You can't, you can't do whatever." And she's like, "Uh, yeah, whatever." I anyway, I don't remember exactly why I was <laughs> saying all of that, <laughs> other than that. Celeste did a really good job with um, with keeping herself together yeah. through the whole thing and getting uh, Mary Louise to just break down. I mean, the when when Mary Louise like stood up to try and get down from the witness stand and the judge told her to sit down, I was like, oh, that is all she wrote for her. It was great, old fashioned lawyering, Perry Mason type. Right, like slowly bringing the boil, you know, bringing mm-hmm. like getting her more and more upset. She was getting to the point and saying things to her like, "Look at me when you talk to me, not the judge." Right, mm-hmm. giving taking control. It was for a season where we had seen Mary Louise get away with way too much. Oh, hell yeah. You know, even the little scene we got with Renata in the coffee shop. <laughs> oh, that was fucking awesome. Oh, man. Laura Dern better get an Emmy for that. They should all win the all award, even though, hey, we may have had complaints about it, but I still enjoyed every second of this show. Because I did too. I could watch an entire show, a season of just them meeting in a coffee shop. And <laughs> she's so. And even the way Renat was terrible still to the people working there, but you still sided with her. It was the dynamics there were really amazing. But um, she, after seeing them put up with her and encroach into, even we were scared she was going to go after Ziggy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
the way that um, Mary Louise is able to try to bring things down and create a new normal. And this happens again and again, as you have in your notes, where the judge is kind of piping in a little bit, right? And it mm-hmm. kind of goes back and forth. And we see it begin, We it's like a power struggle till we see that Celeste firmly has the power. Um, mm-hmm. But it really comes into question here. And we finally get to have a reckoning here, which I thought was so important with the idea that, that uh, Mary Louise has that Perry never abused anyone, right? He didn't rape Jane. He was mm-hmm. a good person that Celeste has just likes kinky sex or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, it's because Celeste actually plays the video that the boys took right. that she found on the iPad before. And that was really freaking tough. Yes. And <clears throat> all the ladies... um her friends, you know, over on the bench watching that react. Ugh, sorry, excuse me. Let me take a sip of water, as you like to say. All her friends sitting there watching, and they're um, they're just looking horrified. And and Jane covers her face through most of it, and they're just yeah. Ugh. But that was her her ace in the hole. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. it's funny that that thing that she had been returning to um, in, a, in a kind of an um, unhealthy way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we had seen her masturbating, looking at stuff that was on there before. We had seen mm-hmm. her with the kids, with Mary Louise. And then finally, this device that as a parent I know, a parent of a six-year-old, these things become ubiquitous in your life, right? Like where's the freaking iPad or the videos or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it doc They had documented this abuse. And that answers a lot of questions going back into season one, right? Mm-hmm. Where the only indication we had of that was – the shot in season one when they're fighting and, and the camera zooms up onto the air conditioning vent and the kids can hear them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. I remember that I, shot. I remember us talking about it yeah. early. Um, when I think when we did the, the season one recap and uh, I can visualize that scene now. Cause the, the, like, I think one of the boys has headphones on, but yeah. the other one like looks up at the, at yep. the vent. Yeah, and it shows yeah. that they, that's, that's you know, they had been obviously watching all along. And that was interesting because it kind of, you know, they bring stuff up during the trial here, events that occurred in both seasons. And it's always kind of cool in a way when a show is self-referential, but it also helps with the plot, you know, mm-hmm. it helps the writers be able to say like, oh, hey, look. This all works together <laughs> and this worked together that mm, yes, th- it really worked. I liked that this iPad footage became a central way to prove finally to Mary Louise what had, even though I still think that she doesn't believe it really, you know? Right. She was forced her. to stop lying yeah. to herself. Yeah. And, uh, well, do you think that, did you buy, I don't know. I still don't buy her. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, I think that she, having seen that she had to come to terms in, in some way, but she still wanted to make excuses. Yep. Yeah, definitely. It's still, but having seen it, she couldn't deny it any longer, at least in the moment because it was fresh. Now she's going to go home and she's going to go back to being a denier. Exactly. She'll find a way to fit it into her worldview, Mm -hmm. not the other way around. It will not become the new way of seeing it. She'll just fit it into some way that they don't get it, but she does, Yes, you know? Um, And you saw that with, with when she talks at the end, but the actual footage itself was, Man, it just reminds you of how much you saw that last season, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and it reminds you of what this show is really about. 
And I thought it was really powerful and it was brave of her to show, like I was sitting there like, wow, like if I had footage, if something of that happened to me that, I mean, I know she needs to, she, she knows that it's concrete proof. Yeah. She had proof, but still it doesn't change that. It's absolutely horrifying and emotional. That's her. her. And to remember being in that place and having all these people see what she had spent all those years hiding. Yeah. I mean, that had to be hard, but she, she got her spine back. Yeah. And that part I loved. I really, and like I said, I loved Celeste in this episode. I think Nicole Kidman killed it. Um, and we got that part again where Madeline, that was about the third time that Madeline said to her, I didn't know. I'm sorry. You know? Right. And that was, she, what else can she say? Right? Like she didn't know, you know? No, she didn't. There was no way she so, could have. Yeah. And, and. Celeste is feeling worse at that time too, because she didn't realize the extent to which um, the things were going on with, um, I lost my train of thought. The boys. Yes. The boys. Yeah. She didn't realize. And I think that's why it worked. The iPad, because it fits everything that to me was a very unifying moment there, even though it's in this kind of dramatic courtroom, you know what I mean? Like setting, mm-hmm. uh, kind of TV ish. Um, it very much worked for me because I thought thematically the idea of people watching has always been a thing in this show. The meta idea of, um, that she had been using that for memories and now it solidifies that, but it makes everyone, it it like destroys the lie, you know, Mm -hmm. because film is a lie. Now I'm getting a little bit too into my film guy (laughs) here, but every director always loves to do it. Trust me, people, every movie you ever watch is about one thing making movies and every TV show (laughs) is only about one thing making a TV show. It's not about anything else. Um, but, uh, I liked that and, and I felt that this whole thing was powerful and I thought Mary Louise to the end, even after, you know, the footage is shown, um, that little speech where, when we get back to, um, if we, if we go back, if we like get back to when they go back to court, um, right. She, see, she, you know, she kind of says, I, you know, now I have to do it, but still she wants the kids. Right. You know, like (laughs) I thought for a second, maybe, but no, 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 because, because Celeste needs help, which she does need to see someone and the boys need to see someone and they need to work out their stuff. But guess what? That doesn't mean that they need to be with you. Crazy lady. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) crazy crazy lady and um <laughs> i mean it's just funny because really uh the judge starts talking and mary louise interrupts and she may i be heard your honor <laughs> like really oh uh, yeah yeah and that was yeah. and, and it was good too the way the direction and the way the ju- and like the judge responded you can see the uh, on people's faces that you know the jig was up it didn't matter what she was going to say at that point you know um, they knew what, and it, and it had been up too. Like, I think mm-hmm. that even without the video, it probably would have went this way anyway, but the video, you know, confirmed everything. Um, right. But I think all in all the women too, their reactions were so powerful, especially Jane, like you mentioned when she like turns away mm-hmm. and can't even look at it, um, was really fantastic. I, uh, I, I, <laughs> when Celeste gets up and says all her things and then, um, I thought it was great how, when the judge ended, she <clears throat> got to the point really quickly. Uh, she's just like, uh, I'm wor- leaving the custody with their mother, blah, blah, <laughs> blah. And I, yeah, I was like, good on you. And then. We quickly, quickly go to the scene with um, where Bonnie's mom died. 
It was like, it was like, it made me feel like those two things were happening simultaneously. Yeah, they did. Well, I think that was purposeful. I, I imagined it, that it yeah. probably was, but yeah. I found that interesting anyway. I, I, I know. And I think that it was, you know, the dramatic crescendo, mm-hmm. you know, of, of what was happening. And um, I like the way that her mom dies, but it it happens almost silently. You right. know what I mean? Like within montage almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that was fitting because the crescendo really happened kind of in the courtroom. And then it also let us kind of slow down a little bit. And we're like sitting there in the episode and we're kind of like, oh, everything's kind of over. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. that's what's going to, that that's what's going to happen. And then we get the whole Renata with the bat scene, right? <laughs> kind of bringing it, bringing it back up. And then finally to them walking into the court, which I think was kind of cool because that was like. I this 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 still this episode didn't lack for drama and fun, right? You know, right? And and I like that with they didn't just leave us in that sad kind of Bonnie's mom died. You know, they brought us up with that Renata thing and then go into them handing themselves over. It reminded me of Mary Louise at the in the courtroom, kind of going up and down. Mm-hmm. Um. And, uh, but yeah, what a great episode. Let's see. We got, we probably have a lot more to talk about in here, but I don't know. We talked <laughs> about a lot. We've been, we've been, we've been going in and out, but we really covered a lot. Um, what did you think? We didn't of- really talk about Corey and Jane. Yes. That's what I was going to say. Um, yeah. We are thinking alike today. What did you think else? of Corey and Jane? Uh, I was seeing if I saw anything else. I don't really remember anything else. You're right. Um, I'm not sure what I thought about Jane and Corey. I think they're cute together. Um, But you were right when you said what you said about him earlier. (laughs) Um, That some of the stuff seemed pointless. Yeah. Yeah. It it didn't. um, I mean, she needed someone to help her get to a healing point. Yes. And um, so that made it nice. But like the extra added drama in the middle. No. Um, toward you know, middle toward the end was not necessary. Uh, it was a little cheap. I felt it, drama. Yeah, yeah, I felt like it. Little. I felt to be honest with you, I felt it cheapened the purest story of the season. And I agree. And 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 in in some way, I don't often talk this way about TV or whatever. This is all made up. You know what I mean? This is not real life, though we reflect on it and it helps us through our lives. But in a sense, to honor her character's journey from season one, right? It was about her and what happened to her. And I liked that they put forth the energy towards introducing this Corey character. And I liked how their relationship had ebbs and flows. And it was some of the most beautiful stuff that this that the series has done including this where they make love, I thought was really beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. And the look on her face of kind of fear, but then openness and it, and knowing what she had gone through with Perry and with Ziggy and now with Mary Louise. But I didn't need him being a freaking going to the cop. Why did she bring him in for questioning? <laughs> you're not going to bring Gordon in. You're not going to bring Nathan in. You're not going to bring Ed in. You're going to bring in the guy that she's loosely seeing at the aquarium. <laughs> yeah. You know what I those mean? Those threads, like, man, those threads they left hanging. And like, like, like you said, some of it was probably red herring type stuff, yeah. but like some of it just seemed silly, like the Ed and Nathan stuff and even the Ed and Tori stuff. Like, cause think about like the little, um, your little tangents about Ed and Tori. Like, I mean, all of that, like, I know it would have been fun for you, but like, oh, yeah, it was I totally know. unnecessary to anything I mean, about the story. That's look, you know, this is what <laughs> I, this is, I'm a big proponent. I just was tweeting about this the other day about uh quentin tarantino this is totally sounds off the mark but it's not i'll i'll be quick about it 
The reason why I love Quentin Tarantino is because he completes every shot sequence. If Quentin Tarantino starts a dolly shot, you are not cutting until that dolly has stopped and then it five seconds goes by and then he's going to cut. And you can tell in like the the film I use as an example is A Wrinkle in Time, Ava DuVernay, fantastic director, but was given all this money, big, huge tentpole movie. And there's like all these shots where like, it'll be this huge dolly shot and then it'll cut off. And all they're doing is like walking into a house. There's no reason for it, right? It's like an overindulgence. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's what bothered me about this season is they tried to they and for me it was working with the editing and i still say that they could have kind of with the last couple episodes brought it together in some way but it's like they just didn't kind of finish it out you know what i mean like it's stunted in some way so that's how i feel about things like some of this stuff, like the Jane thing, the select, some of the character things I enjoyed, but then I felt like I didn't feel that with Madeline. What growth did she have? Re- is that her growth now that right. she's going to be like a nice little wife all. for Ed? Seemed filler. Yeah. And I know Renata gets to, she's still Renata. She's not changed, but that's okay. Like the with things me, but- that they left us hanging on this season seem trivial. Like, like last season, the way it ended was good, but like things had come to kind of logical conclusions. Like, and the, the, only thing the only question that was remaining was what are the repercussions which is what we came into this season to see what were the repercussions of what happened last season but your stories all came to good logical conclusions well enough that you were happy and satisfied and this left us unsatisfied and not really wanting more because there's no real reason for more but like i wanted you to like have reason for having this shit in here Yes. That's how I feel about it. (laughs) Thank you. And my whole stupid story about Tarantino comes to the same thing is have a reason for it. And even if you don't, at least follow through. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. follow through with it. And that's what I felt was lacking from this season. And of course, I have to mention again, the stuff that we found out about the production, it does make sense to me. Um, But then again... If someone were to say to me, hey, I watched season one of Big Little Lies, but I missed season two. Should I watch it? I would tell them, hell yeah, it's super fun, but it's it's different than the first season. Yes. But I would still tell them to watch it, wouldn't you? I would. Yeah, yeah. I would. So that's cool. I think that's all we got. And, you know, um, that brings us to the end of this podcast where I, I – I, uh, I don't know if we're going to end up doing a kind of season wrap up with the broadcast people. Um, I got to reach out to them. It's been a busy week. I don't know if that's something that you're still interested in, Jenny. Oh, I would do it if we can make it. If we can make it happen, that would be fun. Okay. Well, we'll see. So we may be back on here talking about Big Little Lies. Um, but this has been a fantastic season. I've enjoyed talking about it with you, Jenny. I have enjoyed it immensely. I look forward to finding something we can watch together again. Oh, it's going to happen, people. It is definitely (laughs) going to happen. Yes. We are definitely going to do this again. This will not be the last you hear of Jenny and I. Uh, We're going to find other shows. And on our network, we're doing Veronica Mars. Heath and I have just been talking about doing another show that's coming on Netflix in August. Not ready to announce yet, but it may happen. (laughs) And uh, Jenny and I, and I'm also, I I have reached out on the um, Bachelor Party Facebook page, and I'm currently talking to a couple of different women about doing Bachelor in Paradise, baby. <laughs> I know you're so excited, Jenny. <laughs> I, well, we you had tried to talk me into it. And I'm I like, know, no, I you were like, my first how? choice. Then you told me there's more than one episode a week, and I was like, oh. <laughs> That's a lot of time commitment, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's something it, I don't yeah. even want to watch. <laughs> I have so much fun. I have so much fun. So I, I know you do. And that's great. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoy it. And that will be a very different podcast where we will just be talking about stupid people in paradise. 
which is really just a small resort that they lock them away for two weeks and they all fall in love with each other. It's totally ridiculous. Not, not like big little lies. Um, but it's been fun. Keep in touch with us at dvrpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at dvrpodcast. Oh, we just did a little Westworld. Did you see the Westworld trailer? I have not seen it. And oh, when you cover Westworld again, I want to at least guest. <laughs> oh, without a doubt, you will definitely be a part of the Westworld um, But cast. I saw that you had dropped something or uh, with you and Justin, but I had not... Um, had a chance. I hadn't seen the trailer yet, so I'm yeah. not listening to the podcast yet because I haven't seen the trailer it's yet. It's a lot of fun. I usually don't go deep into the trailer stuff because I like to remain unspoiled and just talk about the show, as you know, but it's the show's not coming out for like a year, so I probably won't even remember anything I said, <laughs> and I don't even remember anything I said now, so it was right, a lot of right. fun, but we talked um, about Westworld, and it was great. So I watched some Handmaid's Tale and got caught up on Gina's podcast. Nice. What is Re- Resisting Gilead. Is that what it's called? Yes. And then I've started watching Veronica Mars so I can listen to you and Ken. Nice. Thank you. That Oh, that's awesome. And you'll love I've actually Veronica listened Mars. to your season one recap, but I have not listened to the rest of them because I am trying to watch it. I was like, oh, I wish they were just a little bit shorter because there's so many episodes. But I know. It's been fun so far. Yeah, it is. It's a great show, but we talk about it too, is that it was on the cusp of like when television was changing and it's Mm -hmm. almost like if Veronica Mars had come out like five years later, it would have been like an eight to 10 episode series, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But they were under those same constraints of like 22 episodes. So it's, but it's a lot of fun and we, we, I've loved covering it with Ken and I, I'm glad you're enjoying that. And yeah, Gina resisting Gilead. She's doing fantastic. And I'm going to be on the finale of that podcast with her. She had DJ Tim Hines on. So everyone subscribe, subscribe to resisting Gilead. She's breaking it down. Cause that handmaid's tale though, that is tough, isn't it? Yeah. Whew. I I don't even know what to think with June this season. <laughs> yeah. That is a tough show. That is a really tough show. Um, but definitely worth watching. So, all right, everybody, you got a little taste of us just chatting at the end, and that's what you get on some (laughs) other pods too. But this has been a lot of fun. Big little lies. Again, in the end, my, my attitude did kind of change and I did kind of the flaws shine through a little bit more for me. But Mm -hmm. one thing that never was a flaw was the acting. And it was so much great acting that every episode flowed by. Yeah. I just loved it. It was a lot of fun. So if they do do it again, I'll probably watch it. I probably will too. I will watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Big Little Lies in Prison, season three. You're nuts, Axel. (laughs) Peace out, everybody. Bye.